Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Before we begin today's episode, we want to shout out a podcast that educates and inspires us to better understand racism, the BIPOC experience, and our responsibility to raise a generation of anti-racist humans. Raising Rebels is a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children, hosted by Nolika Radway. Each episode features courageous conversations with real parents who are encouraging their children to be fully themselves in a society that doesn't always celebrate them. Raising Rebels tackles everything from sexuality and race to co-parenting and money, all with the goal of raising liberated children. Raising Rebels is an incredible resource we feel so grateful to learn and grow from, and we encourage you to broaden your podcast feed to include Nolika's inspiring work. Visit RaisingRebelsPod.com to become a patron and follow Nolika on Instagram at RaisingRebelsPod. You can learn more in our show notes. Now on to our Q&A. Hello, everyone. Hello. If you're welcome, (laughs) if you're new to upbringing, welcome. If you're welcome to upbringing, new. Everyone is welcome here. We're (laughs) sisters and moms, and we're trying to hold it together here with four kids (sighs) under six. Yeah. um, Who inspire and challenge us every day, including today, including yesterday, including tomorrow, probably, right? Definitely tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, We want to briefly acknowledge our privilege (laughs) in being here to talk about and uh, explore these things with all of you. And just a quick disclaimer that though we have training in simplicity parenting, positive discipline, and Rye Foundations, we are not licensed therapists or MDs. No. And for those of you new to upbringing, what are we though? Like we like talking about the hard stuff because it's the good stuff. This season on the podcast, we're unpacking mm-hmm. um, particular struggles from folks in our community through a Q&A, kind of a Q&D question mm-hmm. and discussion format, I'd say. Uh, improv, I also might add, mm-hmm. because we do not have as much time to prepare for these as we did before. Um, we have no time to prepare. Right. We, we type out the, the person's, the person's uh, DM or paste it from the email to read. Uh, we've got about three bullet points that remind us who we are and what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just let it rip. So we're hoping to um, dive into this. I'm excited, Kelty. Me too. And we're going to read what? the, we're going to read okay. the note. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to get into this parent's challenge mm-hmm. and explore that a little bit. Um, maybe offer some suggestions, and then we're going to talk about kind of the greater the greater struggle and pull in some other age groups um, to kind of talk as about far the as theme. screen time go. Screen time, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Okay, here we go. This is a long one, so if you need to take breath between paragraphs, or we could alternate. If you're like, <laughs> that sounds you- confusing. Okay, I'm going for it. Do it. Gulp. Facing my parenting skills. Hi, my husband and I are trying to navigate our way through having limits with our boys, but not trying to control them. Right now, it's about screen time. We've let both of them look at screens more and more during this quarantine time and are now trying to backpedal our way out. 
Any curtailing of the screen is seen as something being taken away from them. We've had some good conversations about difficulties around coming off the screen and what tactics could help. These conversations would leave us feeling optimistic and like we were really collaborating with them. But day to day, the screens have become a source of family tension and addiction. So tonight we put some more extreme limits on them and tried to explain that we were not trying to make it a punishment, but a much needed break. This was not collaborative. And while our six-year-old seemed fine with it, our 10-year-old was having a really hard time. To explain the situation, we were talking to the boys about the plan for the next morning, which was we wanted them to use their screen time for reading, not watching a show or playing a game. This caused immediate upset from both of them that we were taking away their screen time. My immediate thought was there is no your screen time that you were entitled to. So I said, you need a break. My older son threw his keyboard on the ground, which compelled my husband to say no more Fortnite because Fortnite is gold. Our older son started calling us out on how much we use our devices and that I should be banned from Instagram. Also, what came out is that we're forcing them to go to summer school. We live in Tokyo and their school is open, but summer is optional. Also that we take everything away. So a bunch of red flags, right? Our kids, especially the older one, is telling us he feels very controlled and not just about screens, but about attending summer school. They see that we're not modeling what we ask because we're looking at our devices a lot too. And in general, they feel like we're taking things from them. And that as parents, we're not sure how to get what we want from our kids that so we've resorted to taking things away. All stuff we want to work on. So what's my question? How can we make this not a punishment when we are taking away something we've given? Unfortunately, we announced the limits during a conversation that was already getting heated about the amount of screen time that was happening. So I'm sure that contributed to the feelings of punishment, but it really does feel like the screen attachments have gone too far. I have to sometimes fight the voice in my head that says, once we've laid down the law, there's no going back. I'm trying to remember that this laying down of the law is not something I appreciated when I was a kid and often left me feeling isolated. This is where our work is. We really want to use connection over control. Even if control is so instinctual, I feel like I really need an inner control alarm or something. It just keeps finding its way out. Any insights appreciated. Trying our best to lean into the hard stuff without falling on our faces and still falling on our faces. Thank you for the space in your vision. You're shining a light down the path of parenting I want to walk on. Oh, super sweet one. Yeah. I think we're all falling on our faces here. Oh, man. First uh, thought. That's like the definition of this episode, falling Uh on our faces around screen time. Yeah. Around a lot of things. A lot of things. But in this particular situation, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. Lovely, lovely woman who wrote to us and everyone listening. I feel like every (laughs) Thursday live Q&A we do on Instagram, somebody brings up screen time. Mm -hmm. A lot of our friends have been Marco Poloing us about it too. Just Mm -hmm. everyone's leaning on it more. Everyone's struggling with upholding those boundaries. Everyone's struggling with trying to scale back from where they Mm -hmm. were. And just like a general sense of insecurity and stress Mm -hmm. around what's happened, what's currently happening and what needs to or will happen. What to do. Right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. What were you going to say, Kel? I was just going to say, I love that this parent is considering her use of power and control Mm -hmm. and and brought that up and Mm -hmm. just like called that right out that this little voice in her head Mm -hmm. wants to be a dictator about it and lay Mm -hmm. down the law and that she's having some, um, she's looking inside, she's, she's checking how she's feeling about that voice and about her alignment as a parent. Okay, I have these beliefs. This is what I'm trying to do in practice, but that voice is telling me to do something else. Mm -hmm. She's hearing the ding, ding, dings we talk about though a lot, that when we're like, wow, our values are up here, our practices are down here. And I like that she also admits that she's human. She's a bit of a hypocrite. She's Mm -hmm. on her device a lot. 
she's maybe banned from Instagram. I, I love that. <laughs> I love it. But I think that she she just has so much awareness of this situation. And I think that mm-hmm. that is the first step when we see something that doesn't feel great. We experience mm-hmm. it in our bodies. We experience, we see our kids experiencing resistance. That is a sign to us, oh my gosh, great. We've got some learning connection to do. We've got some alignment to, to see too right now. Yeah, I think the name of the game with this Q&A is control. Mm-hmm. I think it is for almost every episode is Mm -hmm. power, control, connection, resistance, alignment, all of these things. But she called out control right away. Mm -hmm. And it's so tricky as parents having basically all of the power as our kids are babies and as they grow and finding ways to um, negotiate and collaborate um, that sense of control Mm -hmm. and power with Mm -hmm. our kids as they're getting older, as they start resisting us and being like, "Uh, no, dude, no. Mm -hmm. I am part of this equation, it being my body or my mind or my voice or whatever it is. I think that it's interesting though with her, her wording of how can we make this not a punishment where we're taking away something we've given. And in my mind, what we're trying to think of with our kids is that we never had to give anything and we never have to take anything away. It just is. It just is. Mm-hmm. And I think that TV is, is a neutral, should be a neutral thing. And it has become for this family. And I think for many of our families, mm-hmm. a very loaded, heated thing because it's used um, through power, through control mm-hmm. as an incentive and as a consequence mm-hmm. because it's something that's yummy and fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's so easy for, for us to be using. So it's become problematic. Something yeah. very neutral has become problematic. Yeah. I think it was, it, the screen time was never a freedom <clears throat> of her mm-hmm. kids, you know, it, like it an was, automatic it's freedom, like a conditional privilege. Right. Yeah. So of it makes sense that the kids would see, you know, cutting mm-hmm. back as some sort of punishment if it's been used not in a collaborative way and as a punishment right. to the past. If it's if Fortnite has been taken away when the kids express anger or throw mm-hmm. something on the floor, then when they say, oh, actually, you can't play Fortnite because we want you to read, it doesn't matter what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. If they're not even trying to punish, they're trying to do this in a very responsible parent way. Mm-hmm. The kid is still going to experience it as a punishment because they've been conditioned to. Yeah. Right. And that's the tricky nature of this, I think. Let's talk quickly about division of responsibility. And I know you love talking about that with food. What is our job? What is our kids' job? We talk about this in the Free to Nourish Mm -hmm. episode. And I feel like the screen time thing is sort of a little bit of play, sort of a little bit of nourish, Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, like touches on all of these freedoms we talk about. So, what do you think about division of responsibility? How do we kind of walk that fine line between? doing it side by side. What is their job? What is Mm -hmm. ours? How can we make that conversation? Yeah, it's so tricky. I think the same thing happens with, you know, eating sugar, for example, Mm -hmm. or um, risky play or something Mm -hmm. like that, where it's like, it's our job at the very beginning of our kids' lives to dominate and and control and be on top of the, the, all of the responsibility is ours. Mm -hmm. We make all those decisions. And then we get to a tricky point when we basically start having resistance and issues. That's when we realize, oh, it looks like maybe we're still holding on to so much of this power mm-hmm. and we need to be giving our kids some of this power so that they can uh, they can um take responsibility for this part of their lives it's so funny because when you know? when we and get cleaning up is another a great oh, yeah. example where we do all the cleaning and then we're like dude clean your room and they're like i have no skills i have no positive associations i have no awareness mm-hmm. uh no <laughs> yeah i think that we're conditioned by our culture to look at our kids resistance as negative and that's so much of what we talk mm. about in upbringing <clears> is we are flipping that we are 
looking at kids' resistance as a beautiful thing, as information. Mm -hmm. And resistance tells us that they need more of a voice in this, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it tells us they're just hungry and tired. And sometimes it tells us that this is a situation where we might be over-controlling a little bit Mm -hmm. and not making it a conversation. And where there needs to be a renegotiation of the division of responsibility, Mm -hmm. the division of power. Okay, so jobs. What is our kids' job in this screen time situation like in so many of our within so many of our well we didn't even talk about the freedoms free to feel free to to speak free to play free to know Mm -hmm. free to nourish it touches on so many of these of these freedoms that we ultimately want our kids to be responsible for and very aware of and attuned to personally Mm -hmm. and that we start off as parents you know taking over completely and then we need to be letting go little by little by little by little and if we're unconscious about it then oftentimes we can hold on to that power because it's scary to let it go Mm -hmm. and then we can have these these power struggles basically where kids are saying give me back some of my power i'm ready for some power in this situation hand it over mom yeah yeah i think you said that right though it's attunement that's our goal Mm -hmm. for our kids in this situation yeah right and i think that our goal often feels like obedience Mm -hmm. um Compliance, compliance, yeah. obedience, conformity. Well, wouldn't it be great if like, we just told our kids exactly how much screen time to have, when to do it, what to watch, all those mm-hmm. things to replace watching for reading. But then the I think we believe, it. we believe in our yeah. mind that they should just do it. And then I think we believe in our mind that that's training them to then go out into the world or when they're in high school and we can't be on top of them all the time. Um, and then they'll be doing exactly what we set up. And that's not how kids learn. Kids don't learn by being told what to do. Kids learn by making choices themselves. Mm -hmm. that's how it works and so that's why the name of the game here isn't obedience to our plan as a way to learn about how to manage their own screen time it's about helping nurture their attunement so they can understand from an inside out way how screen time affects them Mm -hmm. and it's a very sensitive process and that's why this mom is understandably struggling with it and why we struggle with it and so many folks we talk to struggle with it Mm -hmm. but I think you and I Kelty talk about inner wisdom and authority that we want to be parenting our kids from the inside out and that telling them what to do and how to do it and why to do it is one way to try and teach but a a deeper foundational understanding that is long lasting Mm -hmm. beyond when we can be controlling them and watching them all the time is helping them understand and experience the why for themselves understand how their body feels when it's eaten too much sugar mm-hmm. understand and attune when um their room feels really messy and what do they want to put away that would feel good you know understand and attune what too much screen time is or mm-hmm. then when they get like a, a screen time hangover mm-hmm. or when they watch something that then scares them the next day all of that is critical attunement that we can't be the gatekeepers to our kids lives forever because that doesn't actually teach them uh, from the inside out, as I, I said, love I'm repeating myself at this point. Okay. <laughs> well, it bears repeating. Okay. Honestly, we can all stand to hear it a little bit more. But I think so. The goal for our kids is attunement. Our goal is to support that attunement through loving limits, right? Right. That's our goal in so many of these things. And that would take, I think, for this parent, just get a little organized, get a little clear on limits. She made it sound like they had a couple good collaborative conversations. Mm -hmm. And maybe that bears just, hey, let's have a weekly check-in about Mm -hmm. how everyone's doing. You know, powwow with the partner, weekly check-in. I think that's the issue here is that this mom, she's trying to get a grasp on this. And Mm -hmm. I think that with screen time and as the kids get older, it feels like this beast that is untamed that we can't can't grasp onto. And I think we forget so easily that our kids can be part of this process. Mm -hmm. And that bringing them into the the game and bringing them to the table about this, actually, we can create an ally. And it's not Mm -hmm. us against the beast. It's Mm -hmm. us with our kid figuring this shit out together. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree, Kelsey, that I think 
as far as we're talking loving limits. So the mm-hmm. limits part is getting organized ourselves about what are we comfortable with here with our kids? How many hours a day? What types? You of, know, so that of, they're not crowding out these other important things in, in their lives that they like to do, mm-hmm. you know, because screen time is an addictive substance. So it's really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think once we kind of feel a clarity and conviction about what what the research we've done, the conversations we've had, then we bring it to a meeting and get, get our kids with the six-year-old and 10-year-old to the table and say, we want to talk about this. Tell us what games are your favorite right now? Create a positive association around a family meeting, Mm -hmm. which most of us, let's be honest, did not get growing up. Most of us got the family meeting where it's very quiet for a like we way need too to long. talk about something right and there's been this sense of dread leading up to it mm-hmm. and people are very solemn with hands you know folded at the table and there's mm-hmm. no music on there's nothing sweet to eat there's <laughs> nothing good going on here why would i want to come yeah. and talk to my parents about this but i think it's also natural for us to think that we should have one meeting <clears throat> and then everything should just great we all mm-hmm. agree everyone's feeling happy or or and let's have the meeting right now while i'm feeling anxious i'm feeling really anxious about the screen time so oh we're calling a meeting right now we're going to talk about it yeah and i think that's not the, the mom same. called herself out on that, that yeah that maybe it was a little bit uh rushed but yeah i think that we what i was trying to say was that sorry we we have this feeling like everything should just be set in place and mm-hmm. set in motion it should just stay that way mm-hmm. and i think that often we bite off a little more than we can chew and that's why those check-ins are nice where we say hey i know we made this plan on monday mm-hmm. and it seems like everyone's kind of slip sliding around a little bit over over the the edges of the limits we set up you know what what is actually more realistic for mm-hmm. us let's readdress this and to think this is going to be a slow unwinding mm-hmm. and all the all of these dms we're getting about people being like i'm trying to go back on my mm-hmm. this screen time slippery slope and it can't be a cold turkey. It can't be a cold mm-hmm. turkey or 20 steps in a day, mm-hmm. right? Let's sh- let's shave it off a right. little. Here I mean, I there. think a lot of folks, it's so much easier in our minds when you're like, oh my gosh, this feels like an addiction. This is stressing me out. Just even ma- thinking of managing it makes me feel so anxious. So mm-hmm. let's just cut it out completely. Like mm-hmm. I th- And I think for parents of younger children we've co- that we've coached with who have like a two and a half year old, a three year old, a five year old, they have more control so they can just say no more screen time or one show in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that can be really problematic too. But I think this, this mom is like, she can't control that much. So what is she to do? And I think coming to the table with her kids in a positive environment, create a mm-hmm. family conversation where she brings it to the table and says, this is what ideally I would imagine is best for you, but you know what your body needs. And mm-hmm. I want you to feel really aware and attuned to how you're doing. What would be your ideal situation? Okay, let's write it all down on a piece of paper. Okay, but what about the reading opportunities on your screen? What about the socialization opportunities on your screen? What about the gaming? What about the watching? Let's break it down and talk about it, you guys. Let's get on the same page with this. And like you said, Kelsey, I love that, that it's not going to be decided the first time and that it can be a part process if our kids, I think a six and a 10-year-old can easily come to the table and say, well, I want one more hour than that. Mm -hmm. And if it's better than what's happening now and creating some uh, buy-in and collaboration, let it let that happen and then come to the table the next week and say how's it been going mm-hmm. right yeah i think the name of the game is is collaboration here mm-hmm. but it's so hard it's I hard mean, it's, it's, and, it's, and this parent it, she identifies it so well saying i you, that's not your screen time it doesn't belong to you mm-hmm. you know she's noticing the voice in her head saying we've already talked about this i can't go back mm-hmm. and i think that's something else i want to bring up is that Everything is always up for negotiation if we respect our children and they can learn to respect us as well. Mm -hmm. That it's not, we're not giving up all of our power. We're not 
irresponsible parents if we say, okay, so this has been a little tricky. Maybe we need to make a little change. Or, hey, Mm -hmm. six-year-old, you're making some really good arguments here. I respect those. So let's adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We've had uh, a couple other coaching clients, uh, someone with twin four-year-olds and uh, a big five-year-old sister of a baby mm-hmm. having a lot of issues, similar issues with backlash of new rules mm-hmm. of or of any limits so, being upheld. So the limits have been set. Mm-hmm. And then is this where we kind of come in with the loving part of it? Yeah. Because, you know, even if our, our kids have agreed to the limit, they say, okay, we watch 30 minutes in the morning or, you know, we watch mm-hmm. 30 minutes in the afternoon. Our kids, for example, watch a 20-minute show after lunch, like around one o'clock or something like that. Uh, they're like good good yep yep totally so we, that, we usually make great. an agreement we've di- we've talked about the show they know mm-hmm. which shows are there you know we've all agreed on that we feel cool watching because we haven't checked out the other ones we don't know what they're like mm-hmm. um and then we even stop you know we plan what's going to happen after the show mm-hmm. we you know even stop a few minutes before and say we've got four minutes left and we say okay what are we doing next so they know what's next Still, when the show ends, sometimes they're just like, no, absolutely not. Like screen time hangover, zombie children. Yeah, it's just the the backlash situation. I think we just need to keep welcoming those feelings and that resistance. That resistance doesn't mean the plan failed. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. absolutely doesn't, Mm -hmm. right? We made the plan. They agreed. They just couldn't uphold. Well, the plan was still upheld. The Mm -hmm. screen time stopped, Mm -hmm. right? Um, it's a tricky thing to just be able to, to lean into that, to validate it, to acknowledge you wanted to watch more. Mm -hmm. You, you want to, you know, for these younger kids, especially, you know, how are you feeling? Can I help attune, Mm -hmm. help you attune? Are you feeling like maybe you watched a little too much, even though you feel like you want more? How's your body feeling right now? And I think that we can just, Mm -hmm. we can make that a resist approach conversation too, where we respect that they have their own needs. They want to fucking watch more, play Mm -hmm. more, do whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. We can empathize with that, right? But we've got the limit. You wanted this, but we made this agreement because right. of this. Or now we're moving on to this other thing, well, remember? And then we can innovate about what what strategies might f- feel good. What could we do next? What could, you know, what what might feel good? What could we do next time? Could we mix up the time that we watch it? What mm-hmm. could we do? And then we, we can summarize or have to set the limit. I'm going to have to take the iPad from you right now. Because remember our, our yeah. agreement. And then just get right into trust. And a mm-hmm. lot of that is like especially for people whose kids are whining for the screen time and being like, well, I want to watch, even mm-hmm. though they know the, the, the agreement that we made instead of the rule, the plan, the plan, the agreement. The agreement. Mm-hmm. And that's when we just do the bobble, right? That's when we mm-hmm. just nod and we're like, yes. Mm-hmm. When, when there is no real need for a resist approach conversation or a back to the drawing board situation, we're just exuding mm-hmm. a loving presence and showing them that we hear them. I think that, that is the goal, Kel. But I think that oftentimes we and clients we've worked with really struggle with being loving after a limit has set has been set if the kids, they agreed to the limit, but they still struggle to, mm-hmm. um, to feel good about it. And I think that, again, we're back to resistance saying that's okay. Our kids have every right to say they wish they could watch more. They have every right to say this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. They have every right. And I think in those moments, uh, the dissonance we feel can sometimes be like, oh, my God, maybe, uh, you know, we get self-conscious and stressed thinking maybe this limit isn't good because Mm -hmm. they're upset with it. And I think that's a good trigger to think of like, oh, well, maybe we need to come back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean we should say, okay, we'll watch one more show or keep going 
crying either. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to realize that that the limit and our kids' response to the limit are separate things. Mm-hmm. And that the limit itself was still possibly absolutely reasonable and okay. And, and that even good for the kid and securing for them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's giving them a kind of a healthy place to push up against and let it all out with, right? And then that reminds us, okay, if there was some resistance, they're needing a little help processing it or we need to come back to collaborate again. Mm -hmm. And that's when we move into circling back, which Mm -hmm. I think that is a huge part of the trust step of our resist approach, which you can download on our website. When there there are big feelings happening in the moment about anything, Mm -hmm. resistance about anything right there in the moment is not always the good, the best time to Mm -hmm. explore it, to problem solve, to explain and lecture through why this is important or why you have to, or why you can't, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So we use the circle back in that way as a conversation outside the moment. It could be during a family agreement time, or it could just be we're cuddling in bed. You really wanted to play more Fortnite mm-hmm. earlier today, and and you were feeling a little pissed about that about that uh, the agreement that we made. Mm-hmm. You know what what's up? What should we do what, about what this? What should we do? Yeah, yeah. But I think so often we feel the need to solve the problem and assuage the feelings and plan for next mm-hmm. time in the moment, and that is never when we should be, you know, innovating or, and or it and could. doing I mean, all that. This woman said that I don't know. Her, she said in general they it's feel tricky. like we take things from them. Yeah. So when they say you take everything from us, that's when we need to be like cool down this is good information what do you feel like we take away from mm-hmm. you and not prove it to me you know because mm-hmm. i don't think that's true but really get into listening mode and to mediator mode, mode. Mm-hmm. yeah and that leads me to just say that i feel like so much about this and about all of these challenges we face as parents with our kids big feelings and challenging behaviors it's about assuming a specific role. It's like mm-hmm. almost like a persona. We want to be calm. We want to be neutral, casual, curious, connected. We want to be a partner in this. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. And I think a lot of times we have coaching clients be like, but that at this point for me is being fake. That's me mm-hmm. pretending something. And I don't think that's really fake so much as aspirational. Mm-hmm. This is who we ultimately would like to be. Well, I, right? if, if I think fake, I actually think the voice in my head that mm-hmm. is like from white patriarchy mm-hmm. and that the the voice this woman who who wrote in describes that is that's the fake voice that we've been programmed culturally mm-hmm. and through our own upbringings and institutions to believe in that you don't get a have a right to any of this. I'm giving it to you and I have the right to take it away, mm-hmm. you know, because I am the authority here. I have all the power, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't want to be teaching our kids to wield their power that way someday. Yeah. We don't want them to be the top of a business or top of a family or top of whatever it is and assume that they can just give and take however they please with no check on their privilege right exactly yeah so this is a really this is a such a big opportunity and such a chronic screen time kind of ongoing conversation push and pull power Mm -hmm. um a power like redistribution in some ways but i think it all begins and ends with Mm -hmm. our ability to not not just see this as a good thing and as an opportunity not Mm -hmm. just to be brave enough to play in the grain sit in the shit and get in there with our kids in this uncharted territory Mm -hmm. but to assume a role of calm confident Mm -hmm. casual neutral partner makes me think of ross green who Mm -hmm. you love and who has such great conversations i want to recommend raising is it raising human beings to this uh woman because her kids are that six six and ten age which are so great for having those neutral Mm -hmm. open curious conversations about hard shit yeah we have the resist approach and he has the collaborative and proactive solutions model Mm -hmm. i think where it's basically similar to the resist approach an open-ended curious um, emotionally validating um, 
conversation between mm-hmm. two people. And he actually writes out lots of the conversations in it too. So helpful. Really helpful. And you can Google Ross Green um, and watch him demonstrate some of them too. He's so mm-hmm. cute. And I mean, I, I hope that that helps a little bit just to kind of walk through, okay, loving limits. We, mm-hmm. That's the goal for us. We don't want to be using control in these things. We want to be helping our kids build a sense of mm-hmm. inner attunement and a sense of personal responsibility, not because we said so, but because they know so for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that can only you happen know. if we shatter the hierarchy of our family and mm-hmm. thinking that we hold all the things, mm-hmm. these are all ours, and we can dole out when we want or when we think or take something away when we don't right. want anymore that is not the democratic family mm-hmm. that we want to be building right we want to be making everyone feel like it's an even playing field mm-hmm. we know more we have more responsibility but that doesn't mean that we control everything well and especially as these kids i love that kelty i think especially as these kids are moving into uh, later adolescence, early teen years, mm-hmm. where we start to, they start to find their their social circles. They start to pull away from us. And mm-hmm. I always think, oh my gosh, anything that is important to us, that we care about for them, we have to create neutral and even positive associations around talking about it and managing it collaboratively together. Mm-hmm. That is how kids end up sneaking their phones, hiding what they're watching and, and doing. We want our kids to come to us and be like, or as you call it, <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. Like we, this is how we, we oh, have the opportunity. I love to it when you scare the shit out of people about secrecy, teenagers. Secrecy and division, you know, or we have the, the opportunity to create trust and connection and collaboration, and collaboration yeah. around this very powerful and scary, um, like tool. Yeah. You yeah. Know, thing. Whatever yeah. screen time right. is, we're like, what the fuck what is the fuck it? Is it? Um, I want to say something else this parent before we kind of move on to some general ways we can be keeping screen time healthy mm-hmm. and, and working around the edges of it in our in our world. Um, I like that she said that the school thing came out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to look into. There's other stuff at play about. here. There are other things happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, too, that <sighs> stress is such a big thing. We talk mm-hmm. about behaviors you know, angry words, big splashy feelings, resistance, not always necessarily just being about the thing that we're talking about, but often being about compounding stress or other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I would I would suggest to this mom to really lean into the conversation about that. What are your worries about school? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? Because I think that feels like gosh, screen time for these kids, which is something that's, you know, helps them maybe numb and distract them from Mm -hmm. their kind of escapist calming opportunity for them. It's also a social opportunity. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're missing friends Mm -hmm. and they, you know, they feel comfortable and confident in these worlds in a very uncertain time Mm -hmm. for that to be taken away. And then for them to be given, put on them school, that is a lot, um, you know, uh, a loss and a burden at yeah. the same time that they're kind of grappling with, maybe within even even the same day or the same week or the same conversation. Yeah, it's, all, it's all layers. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just <clears throat> something to be connected about, just asking those open-ended questions. How are you yeah. feeling about it? Okay, You're, mm-hmm. you feel like you don't want to go. Right. Just, just having, I, I, I love that, Kel, because I think we think that if we bring our kids into a conversation about their screen time or they, them not wanting to go to school, we're going to get bamboozled and end up changing our mind. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Right. We think, oh my God, that means we're going to give up all our power if we ask our kids' opinion about their and, own lives. And if we validate their opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I say, I understand you, that says I give in. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. In our minds in these conversations, we need to be like, be brave. Mm-hmm. You have you have the answer, which is they're still going to school. And you can still have a, 
a conversation to explore all the reasons why they don't want to Mm -hmm. and show love and unconditional support for that feeling and that perspective. I love that. We can run the resist approach for that. She can, this this mom can talk about that with her, with her son about school so that Mm -hmm. he can be learning. He can be accepting his own feelings and inner resistance to things as he gets older. He can be empathizing with himself non-judgmentally. He can be exploring it. Right. Exploring it, innovating Mm -hmm. with ideas. What would help me want to do that more? You know, Mm -hmm. this summer school thing that he's not wanting to do can one day be going to the gym. One day can be having to do the tax. Mm-hmm. Another thing being like studying for a huge exam, mm-hmm. you know, he's having resistance and we want to lean in and, and create a safe place around that resistance for our kids, mm-hmm. even if it puts our power uh, like in jeopardy, a, in little jeopardy bit. a little bit or like on the line or it makes us feel a little insecure. Mm-hmm. Takes practice. Let's talk briefly about screen time in general okay. for, for others, just how we can kind of work to ease the situation type of content, alternatives, other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a lot about, or a little bit about screen time in our free to play podcast episode. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about fostering independent play, which everyone fucking needs right now, because <sighs> let's face it, our, our kids were at school or daycare or had nannies and we would see them, what, like four hours a day, many of us, and then mm-hmm. on weekends, and we'd want to play with them and see them, right? And, and had that really like focused one-on-one time more often than not mm-hmm. a lot of us. And now kids are around all the time and they're like, hey, either if, if, if I'm not on screen, hey, I need you and I need to be entertained. What should I do now? What can I do now? Can you do this with me? I need help. Do this for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it feels incessant. Right. I mean, I think that fostering independent play can't, it doesn't necessarily have to take over, you know, replace someone's screen time. Mm-hmm. It's not like all of a sudden you can expect, we can't expect our kids who've never done independent play and self-directed learning to all of a sudden be like rock stars at it. Mm-hmm. We can't be blaming our kids for that. And that's why I think we have to be like, that's why this podcast episode is not about how many hours of TV are right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. It's based on the family. It's based on the parents, what they need to be doing. It's based on the child, how well they play alone. But I think when they're not on their screens, that is a great opportunity to think, what kind of independent play can I be can I be supporting right now mm-hmm. to help them maybe so that that can uh, strengthen and and the TV can kind of once it's you know maybe pulled away Weaned little by little, little mm-hmm. they have um, a, some sec- a secure comfort in being alone mm-hmm. or working alone. One thing you like to right. talk about is we're focusing on the environment and their access to things mm-hmm. right when when our kids can't reach the the paint stuff and the things or, or the <clears throat> toys are a huge mess and totally disorganized, they're not going to be as likely to play. Or maybe it's a sea of toys, mm-hmm. right? And they're just like, I don't even know where to start. This all looks like junk right. because we haven't set up nice little baskets, nice little bins, rotate toys right. through. Right? And that's a privilege to be able to have the time to even do that. So, But if we can even try and get a little bit organized. It can be an investment. You know, it is an investment in, in ultimately because it gives them easy access, visibility, a place to cl- clean up more easily. Mm-hmm. It pays off in the in the long run for and, sure. Yeah, and I think that when also when we're with them, if we can just observe more and do less, like mm-hmm. Magda Gerber style, right? So if they're used to us really interacting and being there all the time, being like, wow, you did this, good job, or oh, let's play this game together fully, mm-hmm. you know, let's try to kind of slowly fade and dial back our presence a little bit, mm-hmm. right? I'm here, I'm watching, 
but I'm just kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm slowly showing you that you don't really need me, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to do a little bit less. No, you keep going. I'm just going to keep watching for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You want me to play with you? I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. I've got my book. And I love I'm watching you do your work. Mm-hmm. This is your work. And it's so fun to watch you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I've got my work, you know, and then you've got your work. Okay. How do we, how do we help our kids <clears throat> make the screen time they do have a little more optimal because mm-hmm. I think that's something we can't all change the amount of screen time that our kids are consuming but there are some choices we can make to make us feel less shitty about it yeah and I think that this mom was trying to do that by saying yeah. instead of playing a video game or watching something I want you to be reading on your device mm-hmm. right and so I think that it's, if she can just bring that into a, a more neutral conversation that could definitely be on the table mm-hmm. uh, but I think that when we're thinking of of quality programming. I mean, there's so many resources out there and we'll Mm -hmm. list some of them in the show notes. But I think one of the biggest things that you and I've noticed in our research on screens um, over the years has been thinking about pace. Mm -hmm. And I think that pace, especially for young watchers, so two through eight or 10 or whatever, I think that it's we think oh it has to be a cartoon, it has to be fun and poppy and keep their attention. But it's basically like, it would be like giving a baby pop rocks instead of <laughs> just a piece of fruit. You know, their taste buds are learning and they just need a little bit of fruit to taste very, very sweet. Yeah. They do not need the hardcore stuff yet. And, and it's a slow build, mm-hmm. you know, where we're conditioning their brain and their expectations and their 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 taste buds, yeah. so to speak, with what uh, with what we give them. And every time we go up a level of um, intensity or right. fast pacedness, they get desensitized right. and require then more um, stimulation. Yes, that's yeah. the word. Thank you. Yeah, I think that it, it would be like starting with Moana as opposed to Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers is super slow paced. Mm-hmm. Little things happen. Right, and that mm-hmm. might be feel boring or stagnant to which, us. To to <laughs> us, it definitely is. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like if we can be kind of at least retrickling those sl- slower things in, or make those okay. We have four choices, or you watch your one show that you chose, and now you can choose Bluey, Tumbleleaf, or Sean the Sheep, mm-hmm. or, or Wapos Bay, or oh, or you have your show that you watch a certain time, and then in the afternoon, if you just want to watch nature TV, where mm-hmm. you're like watching an eagle in a nest or whatever it is, mm-hmm. go for it. But I think that the question we have to keep asking us is, is the show that our kids are watching, is it compounding stress in their bodies or is it kind of alleviating it? Yeah. Is, is it winding them up or is it winding them but I down? Think a lot of people are like, but they love rescue riders or whatever, <laughs> like fucking Michael Bay version of a kids TV show is mm-hmm. nowadays. Great. We just need to like support the feelings around that. We've had conversations mm-hmm. where we were like, um, what's that Bob show? The, I don't know. No, is it? What's his name? He's like a captain sailor. It's Australian, isn't it? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, we stopped watching it because we were like, I kept hearing from the other room, like, just sounded really sexist, sexist, and too fast paced, and like mm-hmm. emergency, this and that. And one, well, I think that's a great thing too. Again, it's privilege with us having the time to say what shows can I allow my kid to watch, or am I going to put out there like I would food or mm-hmm. sweets or anything like that mm-hmm. that they can then choose from. Yeah. You you know, can, do, can I have that make the time to watch something beforehand and always be a rule or where a we monitor. just check it out first? Yeah, or but, I sit but with I'm them saying, the first time. I'm saying 
saying it's not impossible right. to rework it. And we can okay. have conversations with our kids. I know we used to watch this. Can I tell you my concerns about it? Mm-hmm. And not in the moment, maybe in a family meeting right. where we write out the, the new shows that are on the menu. When, when our kids were younger, <laughs> we would just say, that's not available today, right? We didn't give our kids remotes. We've never let them scroll on the or choose on it, the yeah. iPad or choose. We're just like, available today are these three ones. Which one should we do? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that gets harder, obviously, as kids get older. But yeah, it's but tricky I, stuff. But, but we can make changes mm-hmm. and starting as low pace, slow paced and chill mm-hmm. as possible is could then helps us feel kind of guilt free about it. Right. Yeah, I like and that it, idea of nature. Shows I think that stuff. so much of the, the like the urge to be like, uh, you need to stop watching this or you need to do less screen time is because maybe of the concern of like Fortnite it's or other optimal. things on the kids. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Okay, what else? let's talk about uh, some screen alter- like alternatives within the screen world. Okay, like this mo- this mom was talking about reading on the on the device because the devices themselves are often are what's so addictive, mm-hmm. right? So, what are some other things they can social screen time with mm-hmm. p- with grandparents? Uh, swipe through old photos and videos. That's something mm-hmm. that that if my son is up at like five in the morning and I'm like fuck, mm-hmm. I'm just like scroll all the way back in my Google Photos and he just watches. Uh, little videos or photos of him as a baby just and swipes talks through. about it and you can and then we connect can kind of connect it. and tell <clears throat> stories it's familiar and, yeah it mm-hmm. doesn't feel so like brain sucking right but I, I think i love these ideas kel because i think that in our mind we're like it's tv or nothing it's a it's a full feature disney it's whatever show, they want right or, or nothing, nothing. Uh-huh. and i think there's such a huge spectrum in between that research shows and we'll put these articles in the show notes are way better than watching like a crazy fast-paced cartoon mm-hmm. right yeah and something else i i forgot about is um on youtube there are tons of people who read a book like Michelle Obama is reading books mm-hmm. you know all these celebrities and and people are reading books where it's still slow paced it's still somebody's voice it's mm-hmm. still in this kind of book format mm-hmm. uh, for those younger kids who can't maybe process just an audio book mm-hmm. right away and <clears throat> watching Michelle Obama read to them might be like what no I don't want to do that I just want my show and that's where we have a conversation where we say we had your one show mm-hmm. this is what's available now if you want to watch it you can otherwise mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's just what's available right now right. based on our agreement for how many, how many hours or what types of shows or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Backtracking can be difficult, but don't be scared of it, everyone. Mm-hmm. We can backtrack. We can renegotiate, mm-hmm. right? We can And we can still bringing our kid into that attunement mm-hmm. talk of, oh, when you watch too many cartoons, you remember how your body feels and what mm-hmm. happens. And, and a little bit of that is so great. You know, we don't want to be demonizing TV and making mm-hmm. it seem like, uh, forbidden, like like mm-hmm. just like we don't want you know we want sugar to be morally neutral. We want TV to be morally neutral too. Yeah, all we the also, screen time stuff. We also use um, Audible stories. The kids mm-hmm. are really into Magic Treehouse books. All the rolled doll books are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out those are for older kids. A lot of them. I was reading some of them, being like, oh geez. Mm-hmm. Um, podcasts. <laughs> Our kids listen to the Stories podcast. Mm-hmm. Wow in the world. Story time. What's the meditation one? Oh, there. I mean, there's so many ones. So out many good there. ones. Yeah, we'll try and put them in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Um, screenfreeparenting.org is amazing we'll put them in the show notes but they mm-hmm. have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of activities that that our kids can be doing other mm-hmm. than screen time that is just a good reminder right and that this might be a little bit of a process where mm-hmm. if the kids are used to being on their screens all the time and you guys have made a family agreement about doing it less there's going to be a little bit of a fallout some boredom some oh i don't know mm-hmm. and i think oftentimes if we're able to just kind of get them going with those things and create kind of a, a context around what else is there to live for besides tv like, not in a luxury way this just the moment between mm-hmm. shows or is there a lot of life, life? to be living right, right? um screen-free parenting calls it spoil which mm-hmm. is just reminders for 
everything else. Awareness for us. Social, play, outdoor, independent, literacy. Mm-hmm. Those are the the, and then I feel things. like we would add sensory input. So like we would bought real body movement stuff, touching mm-hmm. goo and sand mm-hmm. and water, flipping, rolling, turning, getting that vestibular input, getting all of the, the basically their nervous system regulated. Because I think oftentimes kids turn to TV because they're like, I feel so uncomfortable in my body, mm-hmm. and like I do that too. I like, should really be doing jumping jacks right. instead of watching a show, right? And I yeah. I think that the way we go about it is just very important. Yeah. And I think the final kind of little wrap up here is just remembering our the power of our influence mm-hmm. not the power of our control mm-hmm. the power of our influence goes so far if we can be chill about this tv thing as often as we can think in our mind okay we're going to circle back about this mm-hmm. think in our mind this isn't the end of the world it's one show and then we're going to we're going to circle back and do a family meeting mm-hmm. it's going to be okay our kids vibe off of our of our tone of our energy mm-hmm. of the way we go about these conversations so much and i think that we, we have so many opportunities to model this right with yeah. our kids and then indirectly it's, what would you suggest it's, well it's such a good reminder to us to be thinking about our own um screen time consumption mm-hmm. right I, I think that something that you and i like to do hannah is to let our kids know what we're doing when we're on our phones mm-hmm. and with that practice when I pick up my phone, or and then they sometimes they'll ask me, what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. I often tell them, it sounds pretty silly when I say, just scrolling Instagram. Or mm-hmm. I'll be like, I had to check this one thing, and I'm like, absolutely nothing. So it's a good reminder to me when, I, when I'm not saying, oh, I'm texting Papa really quick about the grocery list mm-hmm. to ask. It helps bring a little bit of mindfulness and awareness to, to what I'm doing. Am mm-hmm. I really carrying it from the kitchen counter to the dining table to sit with me? Why does my right. phone have to be with me? Yeah. Right. If I'm on my laptop, I have to tell my kids I'm doing one email and I'll, and I'll get back to you. So mm-hmm. they understand like when they get us to themselves and when they don't, because I think technology is this other person in the room that can sometimes get in the way of access to mom or to dad, mm-hmm. especially with all of us and working then, from home and right. kids being around. That's like a huge yeah. topic. It's huge. And I think having those conversations <clears throat> and, and explaining and modeling why we're doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. what the timing situation is. Let's set a timer. This is how long I'm going to be going. Yeah, this is what I'm working on. Associations and attunement too. Mm-hmm. I think just like with food, like with cleaning, I think it, it it we can do the same thing with screen time. Being like, oh man, I was on my computer too much yesterday. My brain felt like wah wah. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I'm getting fresh air today. Yeah, or you, you know, know I, I was a little bit snippy. You can do this in a circle back when we're repairing. I kind of freaked out and screamed at you. I think I spent too much time on the computer, or I was feeling mm-hmm. really frazzled and disconnected. I think we can all identify with this feeling. Mm-hmm. I needed to do some jumping jacks instead yeah. next time do you want to do them with me yeah. you know or oh my gosh i i can't wait to watch a little something later but at first i'm going to do the dishes because it feels so good to get my work done before i sit back and enjoy a little i something. like to clean my room a little bit before i sit in there and watch something that it just feels a little bit good right a little bit better right? all of this stuff seems very kind of lax permissive subtle but it is creating positive associations and our kids like eat up every single word mm-hmm. because it's not uh in uh, it's not at them. It's not right? explicit. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's all implicit. It's all uh, influence and, mm-hmm. and inspiring, hopefully. Yeah. I hope we helped um, this mother a little bit who wrote in to just remember to keep creating positive associations and an open conversation with her kids mm-hmm. where she is ultimately the one with all the power. But as soon as she can start bringing them to the table and giving them a little power here and there, that agency, that authority, that trust that she's building with them, they are going to start 
giving back to her and it's it's gonna I think it can get better over time yeah I think it's it's yeah. so scary to get into to negotiations with our kids when we're mm-hmm. like oh god there's a power struggle they're trying to negotiate mm-hmm. and it's, it's all positive it's mm-hmm. all opportunities to connect and explore and grow and we want our kids to be amazing negotiators mm-hmm. right sometimes my kids will make the the craziest <clears throat> ask but the way they negotiated for it was so badass that I'm like yes you may <laughs> yes you may have coconut cool whip for breakfast right, right. now but I think I I I I agree, Kel, that I think that none of us has worked our way through, practiced over and over and created neural like rewirings to have a nonviolent communication conversation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, And I think that when we get into these moments with our kids, we flash back unconsciously to the times we were dominated mm-hmm. and we fall into this role. And I think that this mother knows she doesn't belong in that role and she knows her kids don't belong in it and she doesn't want to use control. Mm-hmm. It was a, an amazing example of yeah. checking alignment yeah. and, and seeing and feeling that misalignment and wanting to, to get to get mm-hmm. more aligned. I yeah. love it. Yeah, so thank you again for writing in mm-hmm. and we wish you all the best and we'd love an update uh, and everyone listening send us your Q&A's we've got a couple more this season we'll take a short summer break and uh, for our birthday and and then resume because all of these um, topics are so important and they mm-hmm. apply to every age kid hopefully we can keep them open enough to really feel meaningful and helpful no matter what it uh, age your child is you know mm-hmm. yeah and keep sending us the dms for these if we if we can't tackle it here on the podcast we'll, we'll do it in our live every thursday at five we can bring in a lot of those q a's sometimes we'll send mm-hmm. little voicemails back uh to connect and we're just so grateful for everyone's everyone's sharing we're trying to to spread some of that love on instagram stories so people can see other people's experiences mm-hmm. too we forgot to mention our big feelings document uh guide woo, woo. is uh, up in our shop where we go through, uh, we flip three big beliefs about big feelings and then go through 10 uh, kind of steps, but very loose um, uh, approach kind of based on the resist approach that we Mm -hmm. can uh, move through when our kids have big feelings, how we can sensitively support them a little bit better and ourselves, right? Right. (laughs) There's a lot of example phrasings in it, a lot of questions answered, a lot of references uh, to look at look out and check out Mm -hmm. so check that out let us know what you think Mm -hmm. thank you also to our techie renaissance dude al your hubs hand for producing this podcast editing music all the things Mm -hmm. and our talented friends amber okamura who does our art and mary schroeder of making type uh who does all of our amazing lettering for q a's and beyond Mm -hmm. lastly thank you all for being here this is a messy and really important job being a parent and we're going to make lots of quote-unquote mistakes lots of them and that's really okay because our growth actually depends on it our kids' growth, Mm -hmm. our growth, our family's growth, and our greater community's growth, right? And if you're here, you're doing the work and you're doing an amazing job and we're really proud of you. We're right with you here, taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another, one conversation at a time. So thanks for being here. We're all in this together and we're all growing up together. Till next time.